Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I am I now recording, though, so so there you go. Patrick has not watched Raw. I wasn't going to talk about Raw anyway. I know exactly what we're going to talk about. You don't have to worry to about it. hear Dexter Loomis is back. Yeah, but he was on NXT, so you don't really know who he is. No, I, I, I remember. Oh, start the sound Hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude why because you're smarter than the average fan thechairshot.com always use your head I mean, you're just going to replace me. Shut up! Miranda Morales. The biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere. Why do I have to have a buzzer? And Greg DeMarco. You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. And I love you, Greg. You guys know how to party. You're welcome! It is a Tuesday night. We are finally live and recording this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco Show. Computers, be damned. Here we are. Greg DeMarco, Patrick O'Dowd, Chairshot Radio Network, Chairshot.com. Always use your head. It's time. Here comes the big dog. Go follow Patrick O'Dowd on the Twitter, at Wrestling Realist. You all know the drill. I don't even know why I say it, but I always have to. It's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick for the Wrestling Realist. Patrick O'Dowd, we are going and having a great time. Patrick sent me a message, and I don't even know what the hell it is, what it means on on the chat. Like, like who were we talking about? That uh, You're muted, by the way. I don't know who we were talking about. <laughs> You you told me I didn't know who Dexter Loomis was, and I was like, I remember oh, Impact. Dexter Loomis was in you're Impact. Like his, Sam Shaw was. What's that? Dexter Loomis was never in Impact. Yeah, Sam well, Shaw was. Yeah, whatever. Same. same pretty much same character. Same too. fucking character, dude. Shut up! I know, I know. Same character. Look, go follow Patrick O'Dowd. Join the many OnlyFans bots. It they'll they'll. Boost up the follower count. They're they're real, goddammit. They're following me on Instagram right after they follow you on, on the Twitter. I've gotten a whole bunch well, of those. Four, four, four more lady bots, and I am back to hashtag Patrick500. <laughs> I need, need more fembots to follow you on uh, 
on, That's right, on the Twitter damn it. so we can get that going. You can follow me at ChairShot, Greg, the website at ChairShot Media. It's thechairshot.com. Well, we remind you to always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. We've got a fun edition of You Just Made the List later in today's show. I'm excited about that one. Um, it, it's because I know where Patrick will go. I'm going a different way, and I think it's going to be very enjoyable. Um, we got some good things to talk about. But And as Patrick indicated before the show began, he didn't watch Raw. I watched Raw, another very good edition of Raw, I think. Things are good. Things are good creatively in WWE. Things are good. But what I want to talk about, Patrick O'Dowd, is someone else who watched Raw. That person also watched SummerSlam. And you, as the host of Bandwagon Nerds, would know that Kat Dennings is a (laughs) WWE fan. And the internet is losing its goddamn mind over the fact that Kat Dennings is apparently... I said that she's a wrestling fan. She's a WWE fan. Right. And that's the problem, I mean, apparently. Yeah, how dare she like an entertainment product? Man, they're going to really hate it when she's front row at a show. Which I'm sure is already being worked on. If not right, like, you can't, you can't tell me that, that, hasn't, that, that those contacts haven't been made. At minimum, this she'll is, be at WrestleMania because it's in L.A. But Right, this is just stupid. It's stupid to get up in arms over what fucking wrestling program a celebrity enjoys. And I'm sorry, as I do believe you pointed it out, guess which one has the higher odds of a celebrity randomly watching it? It would be WWE. And that's the thing. Like, okay. And then these idiots on Twitter are literally replying to her, suggesting she watch AEW. Well, if you like that, you'd really like this. No, you wouldn't. Exactly. If someone no. likes WWE, why in the world would they like AEW? They're completely different products. They're not oh even the same gosh. business at this point. Like, oh, like she watched SummerSlam. Brock Lesnar yeah, lifted I, I saw, the I ring with tweet. a tractor. And someone thinks she might like to watch John Moxley and Mance Warner? I mean, I hear Mance Warner's big time. Don't even get me started on the whole man's Warner thing. My God. No, this is it. He's huge now. He's the biggest thing in the history of wrestling. Yeah, their 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 fan base is going to grow exponentially after the Mance Warner booking. But Not that they have one hundred nine wrestlers under contract that they could have used any one of them to work John Moxley, but we got to use Mance Miro. Warner. What's that? Miro, I hear he's not doing anything. No, he's liking tweets that people, <laughs> people who are saying that he's being misused, as is Andrade. And now with Triple H in charge, you know all these people are upset and wish they didn't sign like these long-term deals that apparently right. went through 2027 and shit like that. Like, It's just, yeah, it doesn't matter because eventually when, when the TV rights don't go up because Warner doesn't want to, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But I just – oh, what possesses people – to reply to this human being that they've probably never tweeted at before and probably, well, some of them probably know what characters she's played. Others probably know her from Marvel, but don't realize she was on a TV show. Like why would they do this? And I know, have I met Twitter? Like I literally said this to you last week, but now it's my turn. What possesses these Cheeto eating basement dwelling neckbeards to think they can convince Kat Dennings to watch all elite wrestling? Because they're because they're Cheeto eating, I can't even basement dwelling neckbeards who Okay, so when I was in high school, I I had this friend and uh, he was he was a good friend of mine. He clearly believed and, and like legitimately believed that he knew better than anyone else in the room. And his mission was to insufferably tell people how the things they loved weren't things that they should love and that they should love this other thing. And then they would tirelessly try to convince folks that this is the way to go without recognizing that you're speaking to a dead wall, like to a brick wall, like that you were just like, and, and this guy, he was, he 
friend of mine stood up at my wedding, um, but was in, in he he just they, it's a mansplaining thing. It's a it's a gatekeeping thing. It's a well, you're not really a fan because you don't like this. Um, well, you don't you know you, you think this is wrestling, but that's not wrestling. This is wrestling, and, and then we show you know. And here's the thing, Greg, for a while. In, in terms of wrestling, and I think yeah, this is fair to it. I was kind of that guy too. I used to, I used to be the well. You think WWE's great? Check out this Ring of Honor shit, and look at all these DVDs I have in a briefcase that I that I still have in yep. a briefcase. Um, so it's 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 what it's what needy, desperate fans do. Yeah. It's what it's what um. It's it's just a it's a fan base that I don't know what I don't know what kind of coup they think they're pulling by trying to get Cat Dennings to to watch this other product, um, and that they are so arrogant as to believe that Cat Dennings is going to reply to their cheat tweet. Like Cat Dennings follows like thirty people. And does she have a history? Because some people like will reply to fans, and some celebrities are into that. Like I've followed on Twitter. I don't, by John I don't Cena. know how like, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones to get followed by John Cena at some point. Like he's followed like a, a million people or something like that. Like I'm, I'm just lucky, and and to be in the million. But I, I just, I, it, it's. But I have to give them credit. Honestly, I have to give these idiots credit. I feel like they're doing more to grow the fan base than AEW itself is. Because I jokingly I mentioned so, yeah. Mance Warner, but on Rampage, Mance Warner was the challenger for John Moxley. And here's what they didn't do. They didn't show any videos of Mance Warner. They didn't give us any backstory on Mance Warner. They didn't tell us why Mance Warner was there. They didn't do any of it. Mance Warner posted his own video on social media after the John Moxley match. But and 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 what the AEW fan base, the same idiots trying to get Kat Dennings to watch a show, what'd they say? We'll Google him. Right, that's the answer. Like, this is why the fan base doesn't grow. And then I actually just saw this. Patrick O'Dowd in the moment. And this plays into something I've been saying about AEW all along. Here's the headline from our good friend. Jeremy Lambert, I actually don't really like, at Fightful, just because he's been a dick on Twitter about a couple of things. Dustin Rhodes says he heard down the pike, those are air quotes, heard down the pike, AEW will move to two-day pay-per-views. But, okay. Two-day pay-per-views. So, are they going to cut the four and a half hour long pay per view in half, or are they going to have two four and a half hour long pay per view? I think they'll have. I mean, WrestleMania had like what two three and a half hour pay per views this year. Sure. Some, so it's so also I, it's also it's also the exception, not the rule, for the WWE and their pay per view model. Maybe it'll change now that. Again. Yeah, I don't Double know, or Nothing had like 87 matches this time and was right. running long because Tony Khan was like, well, I want people to tune into the main event after UFC. Like, what an idiot. Um, and he literally is like, first of all, he's like, um, you know, they could run a soccer stadium in the UK because their TV is going well in the UK. They probably could do well in the UK. I don't know about a 40, 50,000 seat soccer stadium, which is what he's saying. And he guarantees it would sell it. This is Dustin Rhodes. But I love here. I think we're going to two-day events now for pay-per-views. I believe. I've heard that down the pike. So he's going full Meltzer here. It'll be like a WrestleMania experience. You have two days of Double or Nothing or two days of All Out or Revolution. What I don't understand is... I guess what, what we said all along that AEW is doing. They're just taking this existing fan base... That is a finite number of people. And they're fleecing the hell out of it. They just release because there I are mean, people that will buy every single t-shirt that they release 
on pro wrestling tees, and they will order it, is every it single fleecing if they're is it fleecing if they're willing like if they're giving it i mean if they're giving an audience what they want i mean are they ripping that audience off like does that audience no no maybe i'm using the like, word wrong maybe, maybe fleecing is not the right word i mean i, I think i think milky squeezing blood from that stone absolutely like i think that they are definitely taking them for all the money that they're willing to give them. Um, but fleecing means that you're not going in there with your eyes open. And I think um, this, I don't know. Here's the definition of fleecing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Obtain a great deal of money from in, in parentheses, someone typically by overcharging or swindling them. Now I wouldn't say they're swindling, but sure, you could but they, say they're they, overcharging. Maybe. maybe yeah. But I don't know, because in capitalism, you're worth what people will pay, and people are paying it. So I I don't really know if they're overcharging either. But to me, it's like what – instead of growing and bringing in more fans, we're just going to do more for the existing fans and give them more opportunity to spend money. And in the short term, that's a great business model. I'm not being a sarcastic prick. In the short term, that is a great business model. In the long term – that is not a great business model because eventually one or two of those will go away and one or two of those will go away and the, the audience will get smaller and smaller. And so you'll just have to do more and more to try to get more out of the same people and they'll start to right. figure it out. And they'll, they'll start. To go. And, and WWE has one two night pay-per-view a year right now, WrestleMania. That's it. He's saying a two day all out, a two day double or nothing. Okay. Those are big events. A two day revolution, which is like backlash at best. Like what is, is, I mean, I don't think we're ever going to see a two-day Hell in a Cell weekend for WWE. No, Unless no, they start no. traveling with the takeovers again, which I think is possible now under new leadership. Maybe, yeah. But it, but again, that's that's a takeover. That's a smaller smaller video right. show. And it's not necessarily connected to the... Designed to, to please the, the AEW big, fan base. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not really... It's not really fleecing that, that crowd, as, as you've been saying. Uh, or over overcharging. I think that, I mean, we got to take this statement for what it's worth to like, right. you just said like down the pike, like blah, blah. I, I think that it would be foolish to make every pay-per-view weekend, a, a multi-day event for AEW. That's just insane because you're right. That you're going to see people start to make decisions about, where they put their money and like a lot of fans can't afford right wrestling weekends. And and I get it. AEW doesn't do a pay-per-view every month, but still that's, that's, that's work. Here's the other thing too. Like they're going to go to Chicago for all out. And if I, I think I'm correct in this, they're running the same building Wednesday, Friday and Sunday. Oh, and so there are people who are going to go there and spend like five, six days there. So you might as well do things on the other nights. Um, yeah, I guess so. But. I'm sure an indie will run on Thursday and somebody else will run on Saturday. Like you could do your Saturday and your Sunday for all that. And they do that for a lot. I mean, every time they run Chicago, which is a ton and they did it in Vegas too. Um, and then they immediately went to they parked in Vegas and then went to LA for, for their next TV. So it made sense. Um, but it's just, you know, and, and these people, like, literally, that's all they live for. And so the fans just take their vacation then from work and they travel and do this and they go home and they work and they live in the basement and they do whatever. I mean, I guess more power to you. Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, why bother having a family and children far, when you can just travel around and see AEW? But I mean, but far be it for me to tell people how to spend their money, right? right? Well, I guess exactly. you always tell me. It's like, but it's how long will that work? I don't know the average age of an AEW fan. I don't know the average household household side of uh, size of an AEW fan. No, but these things could eventually change. It, they could change, and they will change. It's, it, you you talked about it. Like let's use the, let's use the previous example that I mentioned before. ROH when ROH was like king of and and this is apples to pomegranates, listener out there. I'm not saying that ROH was ever. Like ROH was not at the level that AEW was at its start. But for a time, ROH was the hottest. It was arguable 
They were easily the number three wrestling company in the country. Arguable that they could have been the number two because what was Impact really doing? Right. They just had but, television. Yeah. But their dedicated fan base, like I, we went to those shows. Like that, that thing was huge. And then all of a sudden it was huge until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And and it was it was when that sh- the talent shifted, like talent started to go elsewhere, and suddenly the crowds sort of changed. Like there was no longer CM Punk, there was no longer Samojo, there was no longer Daniel Bryan Danielson, there was never you know there was no longer. Um, and then you know, the second generation, you you eventually lost Tyler and Black, you your, and you eventually lost Davy Richards, you lost Kevin you know? Owens, and you yeah. lost Davy Richards, and you lost El Generico, and. Eventually, like that coverage just went bare. Yeah, and then then your and, world champion was Matt Taven, right? And the creative direction w- wasn't there. Like they they went through so many different changes in creative heads, and and right now that hasn't happened yet. But like just the the ebb and flow and the the challenge to maintain a company and its momentum and to keep it all fresh. And that's the other thing is I would argue. ROH ran into some real stagnation in its booking and its and its and its presentation. That, as you are alluding, as you pointed out, Greg, like it's you start to get to a point where you're like, ah, I've kind of seen this before. Do I need to go this time? And yeah. people start saying no, and then things diminish. And you know, and the pandemic didn't help, but ROH was in a yeah. it was it going was negative town well yeah. before the pandemic. So. And they even had issues before then. Like we went to we, the greatest night in the history of our sport, Edison, New Jersey, final mm-hmm. battle, 2005, with a thousand of our closest friends packed into this little indoor roller hockey rink in, in Edison, New Jersey. Years later, they run Edison on a Friday and Austin Aries calls it a B show. And next thing you know, they can't sell tickets in Edison, New Jersey anymore. Right. Or well, way, New Jersey Austin or, Aries. or anywhere. Yeah. And, and so they did stupid things that led to stupid things. Um, and, and that's just kind of what, what happened to, to ring of honor. And I wonder like, will that happen to AEW? Like they don't have a plan to get more fans. If the current fans go away, short of idiots tweeting at Kat Dennings, begging her to watch their show. And, <laughs> and that's just, you know, that's a problem in my opinion. And, and that makes them look stupid and it's something that they've got to try to figure out. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what uh, what they're going to do or how they're going to do it, but I just feel like they're up against something that that is is not going to help them. And then, and this is the funny thing, because WWE fans are not free from this stupidity whatsoever. We're just calling everybody out before we have some fun with the list. As you probably know, regardless of whether or not you watched it, and, and you should because it was a good episode, on SmackDown on Friday... My tribal chief and yours, the, the the good man himself, Roman Reigns. Acknowledge me. Who Drew McIntyre called the tribal queef in the most sophomoric and stupid ass line ever that does not fit his character in any way whatsoever. Um, like maybe Drew McIntyre needs a uh, a scriptwriter for his promos. Maybe, but he um, Drew McIntyre came out. And and was was cutting his promo to Roman Reigns, and here came the returning Karrion Cross, along with his his valet manager and wife Scarlett Bordeaux, who they just know as Scarlett, and and he attacked Drew McIntyre, and fans on Twitter were like, "That's the end of AEW." Like <laughs> Karrion Cross is the key to to the end of oh. AEW. No, what? that's what. What was Karrion Cross doing in AEW? He's never was never there. He didn't right. even sign. Like, like he and then he. And I suppose supposedly they wanted him to that? come in and do like a, you know, be like an open challenge person, but he didn't want to come because he just would have lost, and then who knows what. And and then of course he was working the Indies, and now he's back in 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 WWE where he belongs. In all honesty, but. Right. Like that was the thing. Like that's just what cracked people. Like, yeah. well, that's it. AEW's dead. WWE got Karrion Cross. I'm like, did you see, see I, the guy I, the first time he was there? I, I guess I thought I saw more people making fun of the return of Karrion Cross than like, that's it. He's 
they they brought back Gary and Gross. Like, whoopty do. Yeah. And I've been very open about my thoughts on carrying cross. Like, this guy is a legitimate badass. He's trained in multiple disciplines, could legitimately beat five of our asses all at once. But for some reason, when he shows up in WWE, he looks like he's playing wrestler. He's not believable at all. And and he does this like TikTok and pay the toll. And I'm just like, what what does that even mean? Like, like I don't even pay tolls here in Arizona. Like, like what what are we talking about? And and I just and he had all the flashiness, or whatever. And like he worked a match in NXT with Kyle O'Reilly, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, and Adam Cole, and still looked like garbage. Like, if you can't work those guys and look, Brock Lesnar's best opponents right. are smaller than him. Like, and, yep. and, and Cross looked huge against those guys and looked small compared to Drew McIntyre, who's, you know, surprisingly six foot seven or whatever he is, six five. And, and you right. know, and Roman's just looking at him and it's like, and then he does his raw stuff and it's like, you look like a kid playing, pretending to be a wrestler. And you shouldn't look that way because you are jacked, you're big, you got a good look. You've got the girl now, like this should work, but it isn't. And I'm just worried that he's a triple H project. And this could be one of those things that we look at, we look back on with triple H and be like, nobody's perfect. Well, and nobody is perfect. Right. And, and so here's the other thing based on, it's so funny. The sample size is so small, but the good faith that Triple H has right now means that he can bring. It means that he can, yeah, the Triple H colored glass means that he can bring back Kerry and Cross and, and give it a go. Means that he can, because I, like I know Dexter Lewis had a funny thing going in NXT. Uh, is it, is it is it main roster good? Like is is that well, like, is that where we're going? But well, you can kind of try it because one, it's the summer. Who gives a shit? And, and two, Triple H has got goodwill, so he can he can see how a couple of risks go and probably be okay. And you know, you bring you bring back Harry Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux, and, and eventually, I don't know, split them up. That's the WWE thing to do. I don't think like, but that's the Vince I don't think they will. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that maybe they won't happen. ever, but I mean, they're you never married. Know. So unless they split up. Um no, I'm not saying they're gonna force them to get a divorce or anything, but you know, yeah. from a creative standpoint, they're gonna look at who can who who will get the eyeballs. Right. I, I know, but they make her look stupid. So it, it's it's with this weird hair and everything, but but she's but I mean, they brought him up without her the first time, and that didn't work. And they dressed him like, you know, demolition back in the day, and it looked he looked stupid. And Drew McIntyre made fun of that on social media. But like, yep. and he's supposedly going to get inserted in the main event picture right away with McIntyre, and it might even be a triple threat at Clash of the Castle, and they might use it to have Theory cash in. What I heard was Theory's going to cash in, making it a match for the WWE Championship, and then McIntyre's going to win. By pinning Theory, win the WWE Championship now that Rock can have a title back because they need a title back. And I think Triple H is going to want to give them a title back. I get that. But I just. <sighs> Remember what Hulk Hogan said about Bobby Roode? Karrion's not the guy. You're not the guy, brother. I just don't. I, I think he can work. I just think he needs a better character. I think this character is stupid and hokey, and I don't. The Undertaker is hokey. But I believed it. You know, Dexter right, Lewis well, is hokey, like you talked about. But I believe it. The Fiend, Bray yeah. Wyatt, like, they're all hokey characters that I believe. I don't believe a damn thing Karrion Cross does. But I just right. think it's the character. I think the performer can do well. And the perfect place for him to be is WWE. It's just this insistence on the stupid character. Well, plans may change. Or not. I hope so. But they may. I so. I'm just going to do my best Meltzer right now. Like, you know, I heard that he might be changing within the next week or two, but he might not but be changing not. either. It, it could, it could be this, this could go on for another week or so or another month. We just don't know. But I've heard sources say that tomorrow 
he will be coming up into the ring in a big two-two with uh, a fairy wand that he cracks Drew McIntyre in the back of the head with. Or that could all not happen. Plans could change. I hope they do. I hope they do. That's all I'll say. I, I yeah, we've unfortunately we, we kind of went all over the place here. We did. Hey, that's okay. Right. We 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 meandered on that. I'm the one who has to write it. the description of the show and figure out how to describe that. But I will. Three sentences um, or less, Greg. I use bullet points, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Anyway, I will tell you guys this. Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up one of those chair shot t-shirts. They're beautiful. They're comfortable. They're inexpensive. They support the cause. They support the movement. And, and you don't just hand over money. You hand over money and you're given something wonderful in return. And that is a t-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. So head on over there. Pick up a shirt. Maybe it's a logo shirt. Maybe it's a slogan. Maybe it's a podcast shirt. Maybe it's one of the other many designs that we have. Who knows? But it'll be comfortable. It'll look good. It's a conversation starter. It'll feel good, especially in soft style. They, they fit better. They feel better. Everything like it's the way to go. You can get tank top. You can get long sleeve. You can get any one of many options that you want over there at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. So pick one up today. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Shut your dumb mouth. You just made the list. That's right. It's time for everybody's favorite segment, including yours... It's time to make a list. Patrick O'Dowd, it, it's, we didn't do the list last week. We had a lot to talk about, and, and so there was no list. But the list is back this week, and we are going to see who makes a list. It is your turn to make the list. And so if you can, let us know what is today's topic for the list. Well, Greg, as everybody who listens to this knows, I'm an old school guy. And a lost piece of old school wrestling was the quote unquote jobber, or as it was more kindly known, the enhancement talent. So this week I thought our list could be uh, enhancement talents. Our, is it our top six? Is that what we're calling this? Like, I don't know how. how yeah, it's just, it's really just the list. It's like our, we're just making a yeah. list based on what we our feel list. today, August the 9th, 2022. And in this moment, I have four names on my enhancement talent list, and you could probably guess two of them. I probably could, and and I've got some too, and and mine are interesting to say the least, and um, okay, and and will be fun. So um, that's cool, man. Yeah, that's that's cool. So enhancement talent is 
our list for this week. So I get to go first. As you do. Because I picked the list. I get to start the list off. So number one on the list, Patrick O'Dowd, is a name that I, I would bet money is not on your list. Okay. Because this person has actually held a championship or two. But like okay. he held like a UWF championship while working for the NWA WCW and to be eventually WCW. But to me, I view this person as an enhancement talent. A guy who, as a younger Greg, wanted to see get the push before I even knew what the push was. And that is one, Brad Armstrong. Oh, good choice. So it's your turn. Yeah. You know, before we we go, really one of the most respected guys that you hear people talk about, just as far as his talent and his ability to work. Uh, it's funny you talked about like enhanced the talents, not like holding championships and, and folks like that. Uh, this talent that I'm going to pick is actually my most recent uh, of talents um, in terms of like when they last wrestled. Uh, they held the Intercontinental Championship. They what? once talked about the length of time that they held the intercontinental championship in comparison to the honky tonk command. He spoke ill of stone cold, Steve Austin's classic film. And that is Santino Morello, because even though Santino got these titles and was in these stories, he was all about building other people up. He was uh, a comedy bit through and through and is really what I would argue is the modern enhancement talent because the, he he was never really going to go far, far. But you were actually going to have like a lot of the, the next two names that I list off. There's no stories with these people. Right. There was no angles with these guys ever. But everybody had some, you know, he, he was an angle. He, he his character was an angle. His introduction was an angle. And he was, you know, you could argue he was a mid Carter lower mid Carter, but he was really one of those guys that was there to make other dudes look good. So my next person on my list is a guy who, and there was a version of him in the NWA and there was a version of him in the WWF. And to me, they were at the same level. They would occasionally win so that when they worked somebody else, they were more credible. They were the jobber that you ascended to. Like you wouldn't, you might beat them right away if you were trying to come in hot, but if they were going to build you slowly, you would not face this person right away. And you'd have, and then on like primetime wrestling, they might get a win over another jobber or something like that. Or in this case on, uh, NWA world championship wrestling before it was WCW, they would probably get a win on occasion, or maybe they got the win on NWA worldwide. Who knows? This person even had a match on a clash of the champions. I think against either Barry Windham or Dr. Death Steve Williams. I can't remember, but I'm going to look it up. And that is one of my personal favorite jobbers, enhancement talents back when I was a kid, the Italian Stallion. Ah, yes. Gary Sawbaugh was his name, but he worked as the Italian Stallion. That's an excellent, excellent choice. Uh, I have, I do, I too have. See, now I'm, I'm facing this. I got three names in two spots, uh-huh. and I'm like, it's like, which, which child gets to be the honorable mention? By the way, Brad uh, Armstrong wrestled at the second Clash of the Champions. Now that I'm looking at it, and yeah. lost to, lost to Barry Windham in a United States Championship match in 14 minutes. Yeah, Impressive. I mean, he, he was always. He was always like, like I said, he was well regarded. He would be spoken highly of. And then, okay, we want to go even further. The Italian Stallion wrestled on Clash 3, no, 4, Seasons Beatings, lost to Dr. Dusty Williams in over 15 minutes. Wow. What is that shit? That is nice. So, you talked about jobbers, um, or, or sorry, jobbers to the stars if you will, or like those upper level enhancement talents. My pick will also be an upper level enhancement talent. And this guy participated in the last match of the first Royal Rumble. Ooh. And I know 
in a tag match. Because the last match, the first uh, Royal Rumble, was not the Royal Rumble. You're correct. Uh, and was completely derailed by a serious injury that took place as well during that match. Um, I can't remember who got hurt. Um, but it was the Young Stallions taking on, um, I think it was, was it the, like the Samoans? Uh, I'm forgetting who they wrestled. Uh, but it was Paul Roma and a guy named Jim Powers. And Jim Powers would go on uh, and be uh, a credible singles uh, guy to beat as he would occasionally go over like the Brooklyn Brawler or the Goon. Uh, and he would also have a brief stint in WCW where you can yep. see he had found all of the steroids that he did not find it at the WWE. That dude was really jacked up. And he actually, actually tried a mini push with him, yeah. but it didn't go far. So Jim Powers, one half of the Young Stallions. The Young Stallions at, at the first Royal Rumble did lose to the Islanders, Haku and That's Tama. Right. Tama. Excuse me. Somebody got hurt. Didn't didn't Roma get hurt? Maybe I don't know. Let me let me look and see if I can find out. But it was a um, yes. Roma hurt his knee when the ropes were low bridged and and he went over um, and was unable to turn the ring and got counted out, which gave them the the first fall. Uh, then the Islanders worked the second fall just against Powers with Roma chilling on the apron. Uh, he eventually comes in, took a beating, tagged himself in, and then lost by submission to a half crab. They lost two falls to zero. The interesting thing about that, I, I digress, is that there were four matches on this Royal Rumble card. Ricky Steamboat versus Rick Rude was the opener. The second match was the Jumping Bomb Angels versus the Glamour Girls. That was also a two out of three falls match. So half of the card consisted of two out of three falls matches at the first Royal Rumble. It's it's remember. crazy um, to think about that. It's funny. I was just listening to. I know you don't. I know you don't follow the podcast anymore, but uh, listening to Arn Anderson's podcast, they were covering the Brainbusters. Uh, tag title victory over demolition, which was two out of three falls yeah. on primetime wrestling. Or uh, was it on primetime or was it on a main event? I think it was on a main event, but I could be totally wrong. I think it was on both. I think they replayed it on primetime. Probably. But uh, but it was a two out of three falls match. So they, they used to use two out of three falls more than we give them credit for. I but agree. yes, Jim Powers. Jim Powers. So now you make me want to look up and see how the, uh, you know, if the Brain Busters, like where that where that event took place, um, which is hard to get to because it's it's just uh, although I'm almost here. Uh, yes, the Brain Busters did beat Demolition on July 18th, 1989. Aired on July 29th in a two out of three falls match, which the Brain Busters won two to one on Saturday night's main event. Twenty two. Taped in Worcester, not Worcester, like Dorchester, Worcester. not Dister. Worcester, Massachusetts. There you go. Historical Worcester, Massachusetts. It might be the most historical city in wrestling history. I don't know. So, there we go. Jim Powers. So, my next jobbers, enhancement talents, are a tag Ooh. team. There's lots of them. But I know for a fact I'm not stealing from your list. For 100% yeah. fact. And here's why. These guys work today. These guys work now. And they are a tag team on the California independent scene. Who later this year might be making their way to the state of Arizona to work for a little company known as ICW. One of them has worked for us before. But now the tag team is coming out. They have worked. They have, they have been featured against such opponents as Braun Strowman. On Monday Night Raw, and that those are the Gibson brothers, which is funny because they're Latino, but they are the Gibson brothers. Um, I don't know if they ever had a run with the Yolo County Tag Team Championships, but uh, the Gibson brothers are the last members. You know, I like to give a shout out sometimes to the local, to you the do. local people, and they All are. Right. Um, 
They had a team, the Gibson brothers. I actually, I'm trying to find the Gibson brothers and it's, it's not easy. They did also work the authors of pain. Um, so there's, there's that. And, and they've had, uh, they've had, I'm trying to find out there. I know one is Rex. I don't know who the other one's name is, but the Gibson brothers are my team for the list. Excellent. Well, Greg, you know where my you know where my last the last name is. It's going to be my favorite enhancement talent of all time. This guy also got a goofy push uh, during the uh, during the Attitude Era and the Monday Night Wars because he with a shaved head bared an uncanny resemblance to a dumpy, nerdy looking Goldberg. And that is, but before he was, before he was known as this persona, he was just simply known as Dwayne Gill. And Dwayne Gill was everything you wanted out of an enhancement talent. Wore the traditional singlet. He had, he was bald on the top, but still kept the mullet. It was, you know, no party up top, party in the back. And there's my favorite, he used to be my avatar. Uh, on one of the message boards of him just holding his hands up, had the handlebar mustache a la Hogan. And he used to travel around and get the shit kicked out of him left and right on various superstars, all American wrestling wrestling challenge. You name it. Dwayne Gill was there to take the beating, but he would later shave those luxurious locks, but put into a black singlet and start snarling and yelling and come out to, fake Goldberg music and be known as Gilbert as the WWE mocked the Goldberg character and like everything from Goldberg had the famous sparks that would fly at him. So they had two, they had two people holding sparklers. He would like hit himself in the head like Goldberg would, but he would like knock himself silly and he would stick his tongue out and just yell and scream. He was missing his two front teeth. Like he had like the inserts, so he would just he would take those out. It was beautiful, beautiful stuff, and you knew it was an easy night for you as a talent if you saw Dwayne Gill looking across you, looking across from you from the other side of the ring. So funny story. Who who I've never I don't know that we've ever shared on air before. Um, as a kid, I grew up in in Virginia, and and would go to. Um, Independent wrestling, uh, you know, indie, the independent, the Virginia Wrestling Association in the state of Virginia. And th- there was a team out of Maryland called the Lords of Darkness, in which Barry Hardy was called Agony and Dwayne Gill was called Pain. And I saw them on a Virginia Wrestling Association show lose to a team, the main team in the state of Virginia called the Cream Team. Diamond Dave Casanova and Rip Rest in Peace Sawyer back in probably, I don't know, 1991, 1992. Who knows? Um, I don't know if it was for the Virginia Wrestling Association Tag Team Championships. Was the cream team held all the time? I don't know. But they were there and they were definitely skullet, everything. Like, if I could, I found some old Virginia Wrestling Association content thanks to a, a Facebook page that was created. Um, and it's a heck of a trip down memory lane, but I didn't see those guys in any of them. But um, yeah, Gilbert would go on to fame and, and hopefully even fortune as Gilbert in in the WWF and eventually WWE. Um, and he would also team with Barry Hardy in the WWE, just as Dwayne Gill and Barry Hardy um, as a tag team as well, sure. doing doing lots of lots of things, and and so. would also be the masked masked executioners. So. <laughs> yes, that is uh, that, and not only that. According to my my crack research here, yep. they were actually put in turtle costumes, called the Toxic Turtles, and earned a victory over some other enhancement talent. But it never made air, and the gimmick was killed off, probably because they literally were wearing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle outfits, and that was never going to fly for the WWF. But two. Brad Armstrong, Santino Morella, the Italian Stallion, Jim Powers, the Gibson Brothers, and Dwayne Gill slash Gilberg. You just made the list! But now we got to put it in order. 
That's true. So you've got Very to go first, Patrick. Fans are pissed right now. And you know we'll that, put right? this sucker in order before we wrap things up. All right. So, uh, oh, shit. It's been a hot minute. So the first name I'm rolling, that's the bottom of the list or the top of the list? You are starting with number one. Starting with number one. Okay. Um, so as I, I love him. He's my all-time favorite. But actually, I think for my number one enhancement talent, I'm going to go with your the first name that you dropped, actually. I'm really? not going to move Brad Armstrong. Because here's the thing. that Brad, Brad Armstrong was enhancement in all, every sense of the word. Like, yes. he was good and made people better. Uh, or made people look good. Like he he put somebody over uh and was like he looked like a credible wrestler while doing it. Mm-hmm. And you know, he was he was just he was so smooth and fluid. If the guy could have talked, maybe we're talking about his career in a different light. And he could talk. Uh, he played that buzzkill gimmick on Nitro for a while. And it just he did because it was just a copy of his brother's uh, road dog. So right. Yeah. So that yeah, I I think Brad Armstrong and, and just the level of respect he carried in the eighties and nineties as a talent, like tells you all that you need to know. So Brad Armstrong will be my first choice. So then I will go ahead and take your first name that you named and <laughs> give number two to the former intercontinental champion, Santino Morella. Nice. All right. Now I'm putting Dwayne Gill. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't not have the goofiest uh, of goofy enhancement talents not be in the top half of the list. So I, I he is going to be my number three. I don't blame you whatsoever. He's my number three, sir. Then, I mean, four and five are basically interchangeable at yeah, this point. Yeah, they're like point. the same guy. But I'm going to go ahead just because I can and put the Italian stallion at number four. Fair enough. And that will put Jim Powers right there behind him at number five. Which means Greg's local modern day internet independent wrestling pick of the Gibson brothers will be number six. When I said there was a version of the Italian stallion in the WWF, I was immediately thinking of Iron Mike Sharp. Oh, yeah, even in build, they were similar. They right. Iron Mike Sharp would win matches on primetime. Um, yeah, well, he had, he had that cast, you know, he had that, yeah, he was, like he was hurt for so long and I was really worried about it. No, here, and that's the thing is, I know Barry Horowitz fans and Iron oh, Mark yeah. Sharp fans right now are decrying the podcast. The other name, oddly enough, that I left off uh, was my lone like NWA Mid Atlantic guy, and that was Keith Larson. And Keith Larson had uh, his big, like, he looked like like a dollar general Ric Flair. Like okay. had like blonde locks, had the dark eyebrows. Apparently, I don't know if this is true or if it was just the, the relationship they tried to get him. Cause they actually did try to get him over a little bit after a while. Uh, but they, he was allegedly Don Cardoodle's brother hmm. uh, back in the day. But like Keith Larson, he was, he was, he was an enhancement guy and he was just there every week for about three years. Um, on Mid-Atlantic and World Championship Wrestling, there'd be Keith Larson looking at the lights for the likes of Nikita Koloff or Arn Anderson or, uh, you know, anybody. I Magnum can't TA, even remember ever. Keith Larson, but I'm finding matches with Keith, Lar- Keith Larson. Keith Larson was all over the NWA in the, in the mid-80s, like in like 84, 85, 86, somewhere in there. So he yeah. was, in fact, Don Kernodal's brother and did at right. times work as Rocky Kernodal. Yes. And was trained by Ole and Gene Anderson. That makes sense. And I did not remember Keith Larson whatsoever. Um, See, that's why, that's why I was okay with that was That was my deep cut. Yeah, I will. That was my deep cut. Yeah, I could see it. Like, I, I do see it, like, as I'm looking at pictures of him. Like, Looks like a low rent Ric Flair. Really, really, really low rent Ric Flair. Like, right? Like, like, like he falls below Nature Boy Buddy Landell in yes. the low rent Ric Flair. Buddy Landell. But yeah, like looking at this guy, like yeah, I, I see why you would say that. Don Kernodal's brother, Rocky Kernodal, Keith Larson. I don't know if he actually was Don Kernodal's brother, but he he worked. He, he got Kernodle. he got. 
he he got he got his he got he his mini push was when Don Carnoto got hurt by those nasty Russians. <laughs> nasty Russians. Because I think he worked I think he worked Starcade. I think he was in Starcade and tagged with Oli. Really? I I'm almost positive. Now I gotta go back. And see if that's the truth. The only I and, and this is one that we would often bring up, but this was in the WCW Saturday Night Days, like at, at Orlando, you know, in Orlando. So maybe a little bit different. Yeah, I, I really wanted the Gambler to be on your list. Starcade, Starcade '84, Ivan Koloff and Nikita Koloff versus Keith Larson and Ole Anderson. Here's the crazy thing. He also worked Starcade '86. Yep. Nelson Royal and Tim Horner beat Don Kernodal and Rocky Kernodal. Yeah, when he yeah, when he switched the name. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Did he work Starcade eighty seven? I don't think he he wasn't booked for Starcade eighty seven. Um sorry. Sorry there, Mr. Uh Mr. So and so. But yeah, it still still worked like in, in the two thousands. Yeah, he I mean and so did Don Kernodal. There's matches yeah, listed in 2006 for Don Kernodal. Which, happy trails, Don Kernodal. There's literally no way. history, at least on cage match, from December 25th, 1986 until November 5th, or actually May 11th, I'm sorry. It's backwards. 2002. Like, like that's just... So he took a, took a really long break. Took a 16-year break from pro wrestling, somehow right. I... I doubt that, but yes, very, very interesting. He wrestled as Rocky Cronoral a lot, it seems, and also yep. Keith. L- wow, wow, crazy, absolutely crazy. Lots I'm of I'm glad that I got to take you on that one. I know that was nice. That was, was rabbit exciting. hole. That was for Patrick O'Dowd and Greg Demarco, not for anybody else. But that's okay because that's no fun. learn learn about your enhancement talents people go back and learn about your history so much fun the guy i thought you were going to mention before i was distracted that did work and probably also worked center stage but i really remember him from the 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 tapings in orlando when the ring could actually spin on the little platform was the gambler and, and oh yeah did not get the gambler i really thought the gambler would be on your list right. but, and, and there were so many i mean we could have gone you know, attitude Vegas, the goon uh, and, and yeah, Vinny Vegas. Yeah. That guy never amounted to anything. That guy but, never had Oz. Oz. I mean, there's so many things that we, people that we could have gone through. Uh, um, can we, can we just take a moment? How did Kevin Nash not quit wrestling? Like, <laughs> I mean, I get it. He got to be diesel and it, and it fixed it all, but Jesus Christ. Hey. But had Shawn Michaels not seen him on TV and been like, we should bring him in as my bodyguard, never would have happened. Never would have right. became a Hall of Fame performer. That's Diesel just insane. And then Nash for the NWO. Like, just never would have happened. So, man, these, these lists are fun. You just made the list. Dean fucking Ambrose. Acknowledge me. I'll be honest with you, my it needed to be said was something we eventually got into. Like, I don't know what's going on with AEW. Like, I just don't get it. I watched Dynamite last week. I, I, I watched it on Thursday. I pulled it up. I have the TV in the bedroom now, so I pulled it up while I was working. And I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I enjoyed Dynamite last week. And I was okay. like, why am I enjoying Dynamite? Why is Dynamite nothing from what I would ever complain about? And and here's the thing. The matches that took place on Dynamite last week, there was no Young Bucks. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There was no Lucha Bros. There was no, um, you know, basically none of the Jericho Appreciation Society. All the contrived spot fest wrestlers didn't work last week's episode of Dynamite. And so I feel like if I continue to watch it, I would not find the enjoyment that I found. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish turned against the Young Bucks. Like, Adam Cole never took off his jacket, so I didn't have to see how skinny he is. Like, I literally got to see Adam Cole be the Adam Cole that I know and love for a moment in time. Um, Even if the the turn was way too slow when they did it. But uh, there was a Christian Matt Hardy match that sucked, but the uh, even the angle after with Jungle Boy and all that was good. Like I, I enjoyed it, and then I realized why. As I was like, okay, it's because there's no Kenny Omega, there's no Young Bucks, there's no none of that. Hangman Page came out wearing a wife beater that he's kind of popping out of. Like again, these AEW wrestlers just stop working out and jeans with butterflies on them. But hey, I'm sure the AEW fan base likes it. But I liked it. I enjoyed it. I'm just I just don't get it because. I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand. Like, again, nothing on there told me that I could have gotten a new fan to watch this show. Like, it's just right. not going to grow. And that's my biggest. So, concern. yeah, we, you you alluded to this when you talked about look it up or Google. Yeah. One of the things that I've always appreciated about professional wrestling no matter the company is that as a fan or, you know, as a viewer, you should be able to watch an hour of their programming and have a pretty good idea by the time that hour is up, if not sooner, what's going on with minimal effort on your part. And I don't feel that very often with AEW. And there's so much you talked about, like just the amount of talent that they've got under contract and signed. And there's just so many people and so many, like, I don't know. Everything kind of just goes in a bunch of different directions. It's all crazy and spread out and and it's tough to follow and understand. and, And there's assumptions that you know who people are and what they're doing and how they're connected and why these people have beef. And this is this is something that is a that that good wrestling companies don't do. Like I can go watch. I'm not going to use the WWE as an example. I can go watch Impact. Mm-hmm. I can go watch. Hell, I can watch New Japan and and know what's up with 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 their with their with their wrestlers and who they're who, who they're working against and why they're why they're fighting and. In an hour, I'm 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 up to speed. I mean, basic the basic story in New Japan, by the way, is Will Ospreay's a dick, and everybody wants to beat him up, but they don't because right now Will Ospreay is hot. That's that's the thing. For example, and AEW just doesn't do that. I can't hear what you're saying. Sorry, I had it muted. Um, they don't even. Like the video packages, that's what I don't understand. Like they don't run the video on Raw the past two weeks. We have seen video packages, not just the great United States Championship ones, but we've seen video packages for Tommaso Ciampa, and they're showing a lot of yep. what he did in NXT. And if they push, you know, Raquel Rodriguez, they can do that as well. I mean, there are so many talented NXT they could do. And this is the brilliance of Triple H, because everyone's like, "Oh, this is wonderful." People who don't know Tommaso Ciampa can see what he can do. And in my brain, I'm like, and people who don't know NXT might seek it out. 
Right. Because now they're also showing NXT over and over and over again. And because there's going to be more synergy between characters when they move from NXT to the main roster, this is going to happen more and more in the coming years and is going to benefit the NXT brand. Because they never use this. They rarely mentioned NXT. But now, when EO Sky's out there wrestling, commentary telling us she's a former NXT women's champion. Like People's NXT accolades are now included whenever they're out there. Like, this is obviously right. something that we didn't see this before. So, again, they're using, I don't know, and I don't watch AW to know, but do they ever say, this guy does really well on Dark? My guess is no, but I could be wrong. Um, but it just, and I, and I actually think Dark and, and Evolution can be a very effective product for them, but it's not. And I think Dark and Evolution have more viewers than Impact does. So they're just on YouTube. Right. But it's, it's, they just don't use it that way because they don't think like that because they're catering to the hardcore fan base who already knows all this stuff. And, and they literally will do storylines that take place on being the elite. And if you don't watch BTE, you don't know what's going on. I shouldn't have to watch right. BTE to know what's going on. So that's that's a big part of the problem. And it's sad, too, because they do have a lot of great wrestlers under contract. And sometimes I forget that people are even there uh, because they're pushing Tony Nese. And and it's just like, what? but but the Lucha Bros <laughs> never get on television. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and I just complained about the Lucha Bros earlier because they do the contrived spots. But, like, Pentagon is a single star and so is Phoenix, in my opinion. So who knows? But honestly, a lot of those guys, like Nick Jackson is one of the best cruiser rates in the world, but he works contrived tag team matches, so you never know. Um, who knows? But yeah, it needed to be said, AEW is just leaving money and opportunity on the table left and right, but it's okay because they got the hardcore fan base and that's who's going to tune and that's who's going to do everything. So, And that is going to do it for this week's edition of The Greg DeMarco Show. You can follow me at Chairshot Greg. Follow Patrick O'Dowd. At Wrestling Realist, it's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Go follow the website at ChairShot Media. It's thechairshot.com. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment, and so much more. You know what it is. TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And we're going to wrap it up. Patrick O'Dowd is tired. He is working to the bone. It is that time of year. I know it because my kids are also starting school. So, um, yeah, I feel like we're just going to end the show with these same sound bites and songs every week because I like them so much. It's a shameful thing. your dumb mouth. Shut up! This is such good shit. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.